Hello again, and welcome to Unauthorized Cinnamon, a Deadwood podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Herman. I'm Harry J. Perales, the other. And we have a very special guest this time. Harry, why don't you introduce our guest? Yes, very special indeed. Uh, Aaron Reynolds, uh, professor at U of H uh, in the Honors College. And he's actually one of the people responsible for my love of Deadwood. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You were, uh, you, you were talking it up uh, in the early days before uh, I even watched it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, actually, now that I think about it, I can remember where there was a sort of litmus test of, like, which of my students are cool. It's the ones <laughs> that could, you know, like, they knew of Deadwood, and they're like, yeah, I'm watching this show called Deadwood. It's really cool. And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I've watched okay. it for a while now. <laughs> you, you get an A for this semester. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, and how did you come? Did you just watch it as it aired on? I had. HBO? It was a weird thing where this is showing my relative age, I guess, or whatever. Is that I remember because at the time this came out, it was still just basically Sopranos, 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 mm-hmm. and and it was and and in my grad school days when I was doing my PhD here at UH, uh, we had a guy named Murray who uh, would let us come over and use his HBO. And so literally there'd be like 20 people in his living room to watch The Sopranos. But the um, thing I remember is that we'd wander back in after talking about Sopranos and there'd be this Western on and, and it was just fuck this and cocksucker that. <laughs> and we were just kind of like, what the hell is this? Because there wasn't that, there wasn't nearly that kind of hype machine that HBO has now. It took a while and then we started watching a little bit of it, but then we were just like kind of hopelessly lost because we're midway into this very dense show. Uh, so I didn't really catch <laughs> up on it until, uh, it came out on DVD the first season. But then by the time, I know by the time of season three, I was over at, uh, Uncle Tio's, yeah. <laughs> uh, watching it there and we wound yeah. it up there. So I have a lot of memories of that too, but I don't want to get into that territory. The spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's dig in, shall we? Mm-hmm. We are starting season two. And now, uh, from what I've done, the digging I've done online, uh, a lot of people think of this as, well, first of all, it's pretty unanimously the best season of Deadwood. There's a lot of people that put this as the best season of television in the history of the medium. Uh, I've made my thoughts clear before that I'm firmly in that camp, mm-hmm. but I also understand that season four of The Wire's out there, and yeah, <laughs> season yeah. four also of The Simpsons is yeah, yeah. has has a claim. Uh, what do you guys think? What do you think of the season overall? Uh, starting off, like yeah, I'm, I'm rewatching it, so um, it's kind of a uh... Yeah, I don't know. It's not that I'm not taking to it. It's just, uh, cause, you know, I, I love, you know, you know, I, I obviously love this opener. I think it's a terrific, you know, opener, but, uh, you know, everything's kind of established. So I'm still waiting until I kind of get like midway through the season to see if I like this one better than the previous. Yeah. Cause there's just so many terrific moments and characters that are lost from the first season. Well, this season starts off in changes already coming in two different forms. Mm-hmm. We open up on a stagecoach that's coming into town. Someone made the comment on, oh crap, one of the <laughs> websites that I read. It was either <laughs> AV Club or Alan Septimwall's write-up. They they said that this was like a, a stagecoach route that has opened up. Mm-hmm. Like obviously mm-hmm. stagecoaches have come in before to bring Merrick's camera and Alma's dad. Uh, but this is an actual like regular running stagecoach. Um, so that's just one, you know, sign of the camp growing. It's carrying, uh, first of all, some new whores for Joni Stubbs' establishment, mm-hmm. which, as we find out, these are uh, even more expensive and even more 
not specialized, but high end. There's, you know, there's a gem where you can, a dollar will get you anything you need for the evening. <laughs> and there's a Bella Union where it's a little bit more and not so much of a frontiering type. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now this one is, you know, there's no games of chance. There's no alcohol. It's just for one thing and it's very expensive. Yeah. The other people in the stagecoach are Martha and William Bullock. <laughs> And this is the first, you know, other than Alma, who comes to take a kind of different station in the camp, Martha is representing, like, the incoming of, like, domesticity uh, and a type of woman that doesn't have business there. All the women that are there, they're either there to, like, service as whores, or with Alma, she owns a claim through a series of <laughs> of <laughs> occurrences. Uh and Calamity Jane's there to drink, <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> and be around Bill. And she, I mean, she struggles with finding a reason why she's there. But Martha's there specifically to be a wife and mother. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of tapping into that, there's something I just, I'll, I hope I don't get annoying with this over the whole episode. But watching this episode the second time in the, in a week, I just realized how much of this is, it's like duty versus desire. Oh, and, yeah. And the yeah. stagecoach, it's perfect. It's already there. You know, we've got the horrors on one side and we've got family coming in. They're oh. both coming in at one <laughs> yeah, yeah. time. You know, and this, it just, it really astounded me how much it's just encapsulating everything all throughout this whole yeah. uh, duty mm-hmm. versus desire. That's I'll try not to say point. duty versus desire every time, but yeah. yeah uh, so also along with the stagecoach coming in, coming in, there's telegraph lines. Yes. Going up. <laughs> So not only is there new types of people moving into Deadwood, but they're about to be connected to the outside world in a way that they weren't before. Mm-hmm. And Al's going to have some words about that later. <laughs> um, oh, and, and uh, Hen- uh, William is uh, staring at boobs. Yeah. Which was, <laughs> which was already uh, duty versus desire right there. Yeah. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> his mom's like, uh-uh, don't be yeah. doing that. He's like, I can't help myself. <laughs> I can, man, I, come on. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, this is all, then, this is also the start of uh, me getting celebrities wrong because for a split second until I realized how stupid it was, I was like, "Is that is that Anton Yelchin?" And like, "No, he's he's <laughs> <laughs> like fifteen years older than that kid at that point." Uh, yeah. But um, then our our next shot is at Alma's room, and Seth has arrived at the door mm-hmm. to uh, in his capacity as the claims superintendent. <laughs> uh, and Miss Isringhausen mm-hmm. is teaching Sophia. Miss mm-hmm. Isringhausen is Sarah Paulson. Yes. Yep. Um, Marsha Clark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Miss Isringhausen knows how to take a hint and take Sophia downstairs. <laughs> and then we get the introduction of Al. And there's this is like like just a really auspicious. There's so many things where there's they're so conscious of how the show has grown over the first season and who the really big characters are. Cause it's like starts with a shot of like over Al's shoulder and he just looks like this humongous figure filling the frame and they know where their bread's buttered, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> um, Adams is there and, uh, he's, his hair's looking better. Yes. <laughs> it out a little. Yeah. And, and Adams is giving a lot of exposition about what's going on in Yankton, about the hills getting divided into counties, and each county gets a commissioner. And they've already assigned the commissioners, which Al is not happy to find out. And it's no people from the actual hills themselves. It's all people from in Yankton. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all kind of lackeys of this uh, Pen- uh, Pennington, who's the 
was he the governor? Yeah. Governor Pennington of Dakota Territory. So Al's upset by that. Uh, Al, at, at this episode, Al's just going to be irritated <laughs> a lot. And he has a physical malady that's causing him to be short-tempered. And, and that's going to get him into a lot of trouble. Dan has started his... Dan, he's still feeling very jealous of Adam's. And he keeps Buddy in trying to be helpful in his line that I love. He's like, see how they like being commissioner after they're dead. <laughs> he's like, oh, he says like, oh, good. They're all be they're, one place. I'll be yeah. one place. Just go over and just, just run down the line with my knife. <laughs> uh, and Al has like a little eye twitch, I noticed. And mm-hmm. it's uh, him starting to like really lose his cool. Um, our next stop is at the Bella Union. And Joni is, uh, she knocks on Twyla's door and she's like, oh, stagecoach coming. And Twyla's like, all right, okay. Do you want me to go out and look with you? He's like, no, no, no. Well, if you, you want to, it's no big deal. Whatever. I don't care. You can, I don't know. We, we go back to Alma's room and Seth is just going over some account details and going over some, uh, what do you call it there? Invoices uh-huh. from things and and it's so like trying to get through it let's just cross every t dot every i and let's try to hold it together and then it just explodes yeah and what's that line she has is something like uh um, thank you for your attention in these matters in all these matters mr but like (laughs) he's like why one more matter (laughs) (laughs) he's also got that one line your worth is considerably considerably more oh yeah It's like, is that my word? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the point is like, and it was something like, that's how much like credit you have against blah, or how many like pending transactions or something. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> your wealth is uh, considerably more. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like, I-, I love this idea of people just like not prepared for how much money they all of a sudden yeah. have. <laughs> They're just like, oh, wow. I just <laughs> dug a bunch of money out of the ground. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Back at, and this is interesting. Like they're doing a lot of cutting in between mm-hmm. characters to that start out. This episode, compared to the, I remember them doing it at the end of the the final episode of season one with the the parade and and you know when it's building to Seth beating the crap out of, I guess another fight beating the crap out of Alma's dad. Mm-hmm. And there's all this sort of cross cutting, watching people sort of everyone's figuring out, oh this is what's going on. And and yeah, I, I'm I couldn't remember, but it seemed like. That was unusual then, and it's unusual in this episode, where usually they let scenes play out more. But here we're kind of bouncing around, which, of course, is building to something, but we don't know it. Yeah, usually, like, you know, in the last episode of the first season, they're saying, like, everyone's affected by what is going on. And, you know, especially at the end, they're showing that it's all, you know, the first season was all kind of putting characters in place. Right. And getting people situated in who they're going to be in the camp and then they want to show you like okay here's the puzzle all put together mm-hmm. um and this one seems it seems more to be like here's everyone from last season that's right. relevant here's where they are now because a good amount of time has passed yeah and I, especially yeah. there that's something i appreciated about this and the show as a whole but just it was very unusual at the time too and i guess it's even kind of unusual now there's no like Let's catch everybody up first, or you know, yeah. or, or like, it, 
over, you know, like normally, you know, obviously like on, on like, I don't know, CBS or something like that. <laughs> if they're starting a new season, like Seth would be in the harbor. So I was like, well, I'm going to go see Alma. It's like, so are you still putting it to Alma? Well, <laughs> I don't want to say, you know, and here it's just like, let's just jump right into it, you know, mm-hmm. and there's so many characters that they're not even, they're not established in this. They don't try to reestablish them. It's like, you should have already watched the first season already. Yeah. If you yeah. want to know who these people are. And also things that change that we wouldn't even know about. Right. Like, Charlie's deputy now. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there was no like, oh, well, uh, thank you for uh, making me that deputy actor because I just really <laughs> right. didn't like that. Fire Marshal's like, don't mention it, Charlie. You mentioned it. You keep saying that. Just <laughs> right. stop it. Like, there's none of that. Yeah. It's like, he's or like, deputy now. Or like Seth's construction project that later gets revealed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The episode. <laughs> like, it's just, we don't hear anything about it. It's just like, oh, by the way, yeah, there's this. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Yeah. There's this massive, awesome house that nobody else has, you know. <laughs> Probably made a bunch of people's lives right. living yeah, yeah. all putting together. <laughs> Why would you put the beams on the front? <laughs> uh, but back at Al's office, Adams reveals that he has a letter from Pennington, from Governor Pennington. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there's a great, like, you never know if Al's, like, actually upset or if he's just, like, busting balls. And he's like, you, would, like, would you reveal this to me anytime? He's like, I wanted to tell you what I knew first. And he gives to that, and it's just like this kind of, you know, bullshit pol- politician's letter of like, mm-hmm. uh, I hope you're not offended by us not having anyone from the hills in the in the as a commissioner of the counties because, oh, you know, if they were like from the hills and they were digging, they might use their position to further themselves instead of everyone. And it's like, okay, you, yeah, and Dan has a lot. Of, you know, lying about those, you know, cocksuckers. You cut them up and they slither all different directions. I <laughs> <laughs> also love when uh, Al busts out the magnifying glass yeah. <laughs> to read the letters. Come to this. Yeah. <laughs> I also love how um, this is kind of the start of, you know, Al's frustration with things not going his way and, uh, you know, parts of the body, as we spoke at length of last season, you know, not doing their correct function. Uh, you know, he's losing his eyesight. He mm. he begins to have you know a problem that presents itself, and also at the end of the by the end of the episode, he just looks fucking awful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is, um, I do have a lot more to say in regards to his fight, mm-hmm. where um, and it, that the AV Club brings up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of his humanity creeping in, mm-hmm. right? Whereas through most of the season, like we could see his heart and that he's like, he has human compassion. Right. Mm -hmm. But he's still like, he is the God of Deadwood. Yeah. And And that's what to me is really great about the season and this opening is, I mean, already within, I don't know what, two minutes of footage of him, we're getting all these little hints that, Mm -hmm. yeah, that it's, he's not going to be the all seeing, all knowing guy as much Mm -hmm. anymore. We can, I don't want to spoil the next few episodes, but Anybody seeing it knows that he's going to be in a bad way <laughs> in ways that none of us will want to go through. And just to kind of, I remember when I finally watched the first season and I don't, I don't really subscribe to so much now, but it felt to me, I remember one time when I watched it, it felt like the show was kind of like, it started off like this is Seth Bullock is the hero of the show. Mm-hmm. And then they realized, of course, what side their bread's buttered on is Swearinger is just this amazing character and Ian McShane is so great at it. And, so they build him up, but yeah, he's so, you know, on top of everything. And then so to get the humanity into him, we've got to see him get taken low. And mm-hmm. that's such a great little project for this. And it gets risky too, because, you know, when you think people haven't seen the show in months, if not a year, 
you know, back before binge watching. And it's like, oh yeah, I want to see Al Swerge and kick ass. And, and we kind of get to see it a little later, but at a great cost. So we go back to the Grand Central and Ellsworth has showed up. And Ellsworth is uh, kind of the hands-on overseer of the claim. He's arrived. He's got a uh, shipment of gold that needs to go to Denver. Uh, EB makes his little shit-ass comments <laughs> about, like, you'll have to wait. He's uh, he's uh, busy, amongst other things, <laughs> in his capacity as her claims trustee. Ellsworth is like, shut the fuck up, you bitch. <laughs> uh, uh, up like, Seth and Omar are, like, really going at it. And you can- <laughs> You can hear it, like <laughs> right. in in like when Ellsworth and E. B. are talking. Right. I think later E. B. calls it the song of the bedstand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we see, you know, uh, uh, Miss Isringhausen is teaching Sophia, and like some plaster is <laughs> falling. It's kind of a little much, but it, it's great. I love it. <laughs> it's like. It is a little much. They're literally wrecking the ceiling because they're fucking so hard. <laughs> and it's landing on Sophia's uh, capacity to learn. Or gave it her her lesson. It is. It is kind of, I mean, the AV Club, and we'll get to this a little bit more later, but the AV Club does make a whole lot about how the main characters are sort of the gods of Deadwood. Mm-hmm. With Al and Cy and Almer always <laughs> up. Yeah. Yeah, on the balcony yeah. in the room looking down upon. You're rarely leaving the those mill- buildings either. Yeah. yeah so yeah. this is kind of like a, you know. <laughs> Titan ick. <laughs> Not, you know, uh, uh, melding. I don't know. Uh, the, like, I guess what the Greeks would call thunder is like, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Later, maybe yeah. like, it was like a Greek battle about something else. But yeah, he literally yeah, says yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> is it just me or is, is Ellsworth a little better dressed too? Yeah, like a vest. <laughs> I mean, still got that crappy hat, and but it mm-hmm. seems like he's at least his station's risen a little bit or something. He yeah, is. Yeah. Um, Jim Beaver comments on Alan Seppenwall's write-ups, right. uh, and he mentioned that like he was really happy to <laughs> like be cleaned up for this season. <laughs> he was like, no one, no one got out of this clean, but I was cleaner this season. That just made me think of uh, the the first time we see Bullet come into Alma's room in that scene when i was just rewatching this about an hour ago just to make sure it was really fresh yeah and uh and i just noticed uh that there's all this flecks of mud all over his wool pants bullocks just from walking up the street oh yeah yeah, yeah that's such a great detail because <laughs> it is everybody wow. does get dirty in the show like and they that's yeah. awesome and there was he also mentioned jim beaver did that there was a new costume designer for the season that oh, okay. went on to do Mad Men after that. oh wow okay. and those were always fucking great right, right. so yeah uh yeah, so we're back in Al's office, and this is when he actually reads through Pennington's letter. Uh-huh. When he's saying that, like, oh yeah, that's blah blah blah. There's a lot of like, I've done better having watched the season all the way through once, and watching you know I watch it once all the way through, and then once again with subtitles and taking notes, so I can follow all the machinations a little bit easier. But even now, I'm like, so so Pennington like is not sure what Al's gonna do, and is waiting to see. Which way he goes, or something like that, mm-hmm. that Adams is telling him, like, oh, he's not sure which way you're gonna go with this, so he's just hedging his bets. 
Doesn't right. Al say something like, well, that's cause for cutting throat or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's close, like, might be cause for, mur- for murdering. <laughs> yeah, I think Dan's just like, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that what you want now? <laughs> Dan's very uh, anxious to prove himself uh, useful in this episode, in the next one. Um, so that's when Al is, Al's just super agitated. <laughs> And he walks out onto the balcony and he like points at the telegraph line, invisible messages from invisible sources. And Dan has like really good points at this. He's yeah. like, oh, I just figured like there's a faster version of a letter. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- I thought this was very interesting. It's like, <laughs> Al just wheels on it. Yeah. Like, When's the last time you got a fucking letter from a stranger? And Bad Dan- news. About Paul. About Paul. <laughs> I like so, what he's like, well, you've thought on it more than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, the, like, <laughs> for the rest of the scene, like, he's just <laughs> ruminating about his poor Paul. I want to see, like, those guys get back together and just reenact the scene where, like, Dan's just on his smartphone texting or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and House is like, fuck Facebook. You know, yeah. Fall into this. <laughs> but it is, it's the same thing, you know. It's, yeah. it's just, you know. What was it about the the imponderables or? I can't yeah, don't exactly. we have don't we have enough fucking imponderables? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> He's he just doesn't want to be connected and have like right. be able for people to just say something to right. him. <laughs> like that's another great sort of thing with Al's character is that you know because this is what he's been angling for all the last season is like civilization's coming we got a bit of respectability we can get a lot of power and money and everything like that and now it's coming and he's like oh fuck this and can't we just kill people and <laughs> god damn it and, you know and I paid the bribes and they don't work and you know and, yeah. and it's, it's so he's already getting kind of overwhelmed with a, the realities of this you know that's a really good point because a big uh, kind of turning point in season one is when he decided to, for lack of a better phrase, just not kill as many right. people. Right. Yeah, like okay, we need to cut this out. Yeah, and I think that's a good. But like, he's so irritated by so many different things right now. He's mm-hmm. like, this used to be so much easier. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just I mean, it's a great human touch. That's that's again like, on so many shows it would be well actually now I think about it, like, you know like on a network a, a CBS or ABC show or whatever they would learn a lesson, but then they'd still be the same character the next episode. But here it's yeah. something more subtle where they decide something, but then their their old habits still keep coming back. But it's it's, yeah. it's more of this instead of a straight line up, it's it's I'm, I'm making this like swirly motion upwards. You know, yeah, they, they, they keep backsliding <laughs> backsliding and then going back again and things. You know? Yeah, they do change, but they still like they maybe regret how it used to be, but no, they can't go back. Right. right. Like, uh, that's also true of, um, I think it's next episode, but, but almost talking about how she used to be addicted to laudanum. Right. Yeah. And she's like, Sophia helped me out of that. And when her dad was in town, you can see her kind of start to reach for the laudanum. Mm -hmm. Even though she's right. So, or or in this episode coming up very soon where, you know, Seth is the sheriff, but then he's also like, fuck that, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Sets that aside for a moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And all through first season was him just fighting, having to have any sort of responsibility. He was Mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to sell hardware, even though I'm terrible at that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But, uh, uh, we go back to Alma's room and they're kind of lying in a post-coital glow and Seth is not together. That's what's really key to me there. Yeah. He's like sitting away from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, there's, it's a really beautiful line. I thought mm-hmm. where she says, aren't you ever happy after we make right. love? And he's like, are you asking? Cause I'm not in bed with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, 
he says, I get up to go do something, and then I forget what I was doing because right. I'm thinking about you. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that um, kind of speaks to just from stuff I've listened to in the previous podcast where I remember, I don't know if it was in the first or second episode, I know you guys give... Bullock a hard time. <laughs> yeah. And I know you sometimes give, I don't even know how to say it. Is it Timothy Oliphant? Yeah, Oliphant. Yeah. Oliphant? I think, like, Oliphant I just Oliphant? listened to, like, yeah. the commentary. He was, he said it like Oliphant. So okay. I guess that's it. And just, you know, and how, you know, and I get it in one level, you know, his performance can seem a little more one note than a lot of other characters. But to me, him holding that stoic, angry thing makes it even bit. There's an episode in season one where wild bill comes to see him when he's, he's building the hardware store in the mm-hmm. middle of the night and his face just lights up like a little boys when mm-hmm. he sees wild bill. Yeah. And that just, to me, he, I think somewhat, somewhat it's intentional to keep him that sort of one note for a long time so that it gives more power to those moments. Yeah. Like say with Alma, where he actually does, you know, show a softer side mm-hmm. briefly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a very good point. And then, of course, then he backslides right back to, yeah, yeah. fuck this and, you know, <laughs> be where I can find you and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, he, he mentioned, I love this line from Alma because he mentioned that, like, I was going to go replenish the, the kindling in the stove or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I just stopped because I was thinking about you. She says, I was raised believing the dereliction of, du- of duty is the one yes. sure way to happiness. Right. Yeah. I was like, that's going on a goddamn pillow right. in my house. Right. <laughs> and, and, I, and that's just, I didn't really catch that line till just a couple hours ago watching this again, where that, that again just sums up so well where for her, that's happiness. And for Bullock, that is not. Yes. Because yeah. he's, what we're going to see for the rest of the episode is he's like, that's not happiness. Happiness is me doing my duty. Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah. Does, yeah. And he, he just clings to his duty. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also that, also speaks to her dad again. Yeah. And what a oh, shit yeah, heel yeah. he right, was. Right. Yeah. Uh, that he just loves to not do what he was but Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about that motherfucker. Ellsworth <laughs> uh, uh, knocks on the door. He's like, can we start loading up so the men don't fall to drinking? <laughs> Y'all stop fucking, please. <laughs> if we don't start loading, our men will just start yeah. getting drunk. <laughs> I don't ever want to see another goddamn comment about millennials (laughs) in our our work ethic (laughs) when these like like these men are falling to drink if they aren't fast enough unloading when all these soldiers are like turning in their weapons yeah (laughs) mining supplies like come on man no one's perfect um let's see we're back on uh hal's balcony and hal is still just like lashing out he's just he's just in a pure rage at this point and just literally just anything he sees he starts yelling at <laughs> he, he's like looking at the uh stagecoach with the gold for alma and the four guards and he's like he doesn't think if i wanted to i could take out those four guards anytime i wanted to like well and Dan- he's also been drinking a lot more like he, he sets out the shot glasses earlier on in the meeting oh. and they all take a shot but then he takes the bottle and just starts chugging it Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so he's he's also liquored up more. Yeah. He's on a tear. And it's, and it's great just, yeah, Adams and, and Dan just keep kind of doing that look like, oh, daddy's getting more drunk. <laughs> <laughs> we better watch out. Yeah. Somebody get Johnny, get him up here. Yeah. Take, take the, the, the brunt of the, yeah. <laughs> the abuse. And, and Dan is still, like, Dan's making very good points. As much as Dan yeah. is just mm-hmm. muscle and pure, like, loyalty 
And I, I think W.O. Brown said that he's basically an animal that wandered in out of the woods mm-hmm. and <laughs> learned how to, you know, work for Al. Like, he's making very good points. He's like, I think, you know, maybe he's just, you know, uh, protecting from other people. And I was like, yeah. well, all those other people work at my, you know, uh, at my disc- or, uh, the ple- my pleasure or whatever. Like, I let them do that. <laughs> and Dan's like, I don't think he means an insult by it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, the the scary thing is, you're probably right. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's so <laughs> he's so cunt struck. <laughs> yeah. He's like they're just in their little bubble, floating around like a but in you know, uh, just mad at everything. And then there's the gunshot. And you're right. I do remember that. Like there's this gunshot, and he's like mid swig <laughs> from a bottle. That's <laughs> a great little like. Where's that from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so. Here's possibly another theme of the episode in the next. Well, this is all, we should say, like, this is a two-part episode. Right. Yeah. And it's really... And what's the title again? It's like a... A, a Lie a, Agreed a, Upon. A Lie Agreed right. Upon, right. which, yeah. Yeah. boy, <laughs> there's quite a few of those. Uh, so, and the first half is, like, during the day. The second half is, like, during the night. And mm-hmm. we've talked before where supposedly each episode of Deadwood is supposed to take the... To, right. Over the course of one day, mm-hmm. which doesn't always happen but i guess it's like close enough mm-hmm. uh and this is you know part one and two is it's one full day day and night um but, oh, so it's uh, part two only in the nighttime because mm-hmm. it's like yeah. the sun setting i know at the end of yeah mm-hmm. okay wow okay. so yeah i haven't then, seen season i mean episode two yet for a while so yeah yeah the part two ends like pretty much right near dawn yeah like, almost mm-hmm. dawn yeah. actually I, yeah i can kind of picture it now um yeah. But yeah, but anyway, so the theme I'm talking about, here's that shot. He says, I hope it's not Tom Nuttall taking out the quick, taking the quick fucking way out. And Al, this is, uh, over these two, over this two-parter, he kind of ascribes these suicidal motivations to other characters, which mm. I think is kind of projecting, uh, because. Oh, Al's all about projection. <laughs> 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 Where you know, he talks about. A little bit later, and sorry guys, if you haven't watched the second half yet, I'm sorry, but he talks about how, like, uh, Bullock is just coming over here to get killed so he doesn't have to deal with all this bullshit in life. Right, it's like, yeah. all these concerns and goddamn aggravations, and it's like, who are you talking about? <laughs> like, uh, but, um, so Al, uh, Seth, season, he starts walking. It's a great line. It was like, looking like a... Like a ignorant Randy Bishop, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's you know he shouts at Bullock, which is completely against his better uh, uh, thoughts, his better judgment. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> man, I, I'm have to say a lot of words, man. I'm not going to hit everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to bat a thousand. Uh, he says, "Luckle." Lucky Trouble. This is a pretty good own, though. <laughs> the Lucky Trouble didn't leap out earlier. Might have cut you mid-thrust at other business. <laughs> Seth is just not going to stop for that. He's, he's just like kind of ignoring and then he just fucking stops and turns around. <laughs> yeah. He, he's not going to let that slide. Uh, <laughs> and this is maybe my, be- my favorite line reading of the two-parter. Uh, when Tom Nettle says, like, it's only Bummer Dan, <laughs> but I think he's killed. <laughs> First of all, and we haven't I even watched... heard about Slippery Dan yet. <laughs> no. First of all, 
I want to be known here from here on out as Bummer Dan. Yeah. I don't know if Bummer meant the same thing back then. Probably not, but uh, I'm going to be Bummer Dan. Hmm. Uh, so Seth tells Al, like, be where I can find you later. And Al is just like, you know, defiant. It's mm-hmm. really good. Like line that has like you do not want to yeah. be looking that way that, at me. That close up of him mm-hmm. leaning over the edge of the balcony, like that. Not that I'm ever getting into any fights, but like I would love to be able to master that thousand yard stare he gives. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. pretty terrifying. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. from my couch, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's intimidating. And and uh, Seth's like, "Be where I can find you." He's like, "I ain't going nowhere." As soon as Seth turns around, though, you can see Al go. Yeah, like uh, he didn't in up until this fight. You can he doesn't want to fight him. Mm -hmm. He like you know it's it's not what he wants to do. Uh, So Dan's I'll go get my big gun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Al says like no, don't. This isn't how it's gonna work out. And he Mm -hmm. sends them all downstairs. He has that line, it's like, you want a donkey's attention, you gotta bring the fucking pole down between his ears. Mm-hmm. He's kind of knocking Seth out of his, you know, because Seth does need to knock it off. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a problem. Then he and has also, the, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. And then, like, at the end of that, after everybody's left, there's that moment where it just lingers on him and he has that sharp pain. Yeah. <laughs> That's, and it, it shows us what's been going on, yeah. right? You know, mm-hmm. other than, like, and also he does feel powerless, and I think he's ascribing some of the things that aren't going well to Seth not doing because he he wanted Seth to basically be his man right in town and yeah. back his power right and now he's like he's a donkey that I gotta smack between the eyes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just uh, reverting back to you know the tried and true for <laughs> elsewhere engine <laughs> yeah uh so now we get to and now uh <laughs> this is this is just pure delight for yeah. me. Uh, and, and I kind of wondered, you know, Milch kind of made his bones writing police procedurals. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if he like <laughs> didn't get a twinge of nostalgia. Right. Like I get to write it, get to write myself another police procedural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, but you know, the funniest one. He's yeah. <laughs> uh, Harry mistook bummer day and for slippery day. And uh, sorry. And <laughs> <laughs> also just say, I just have to take a moment to point out. It's really funny that, Harry shoots Bummer Dan. <laughs> it is a bummer. It is a bummer. His uh, urine sop shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he like, so and he holds up his yeah. shirt. To see, see? <laughs> That's probably going to be like the episode. Like, like picture. Urine sopped Harry. His shirt is urine sopped still. <laughs> uh, there's great like language of describing this guy pissing on it. Like Slippery cast his Johnson towards <laughs> Harry. Uh, but to take a quick serious note, the AV Club made this comment that... Uh, there's the the camp is getting so crowded now. And a little bit later, we hear that soap with a prize inside right. motherfucker uh-huh. say like it's too crowded. Like there's so many people, uh, and like the AV club brought up like this is kind of a wry comment on the fact that the camp is now big enough that people are having trouble telling all the Dan's apart. <laughs> like, <we have> to, <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, Slippery Dan was pissing in the spittoon. Harry, and this is a new character, Harry Manning. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he tells him, hey, like knock it off so he starts pissing on him <laughs> and so harry said we'll get out of here uh and then if you come back i'm gonna shoot you so 
Slippery Ink gives Bummerdane his jacket as a joke. <laughs> it's like, I thought he'd shoot at him and it would be funny. And it's like, the worst fucking joke I ever played. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we find out Charlie's the deputy because he's going to question the drunks. <laughs> and they're both clearly loving their jobs. Yeah. Doing this. Yeah. So Seth is basically like, you didn't kill the man you meant to, or mean to kill the man you did. So whatever. And <laughs> so I, I love that it ends like they walk out and it just like ends on a shot of the cuspidor filled with yeah. grass. Right. I I do feel like David Milch was like I just want to do a little bit of my old job in the middle of. Yeah. <laughs> and this was this is credited to Milch, right? This episode. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote, mm-hmm. It was directed by Ed Bianchi, but. In um, in uh, Jim Beaver's comments on Alan mm-hmm. Seppenwall's blog, he mentions that like uh, the way Milch worked like could frustrate a lot of directors, and he was saying this to say like Ed Bianchi was great mm-hmm. and he knew exactly what to do, and he was used to the style. But like basically, the director would come in and start to do things, and then Milch would just come in right. and be like. All right, here's what we're going to do, and like completely right. change everything. So. Right, I remember seeing behind the scenes stuff where they said how typically in episodes like eight or nine days, and it would take as nice twenty days because Milch would just oh be like God. conferencing with the actors for every scene and stuff. And <laughs> Jesus, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this was on the supplements, but or somewhere, but where uh, W. Earl Brown he like because there's a great footage of Milch writing where he just like basically lays on the floor on this kind of small with his pillows while while, uh, somebody just kind of transcribes on a project back then just some projector (laughs) you know laptop uh, or whatever and he just he'd go over a line like 20 times but but W.L. Brown would just go sit down and watch him in awe you know he's like there's there's so much to learn watching this guy I I wish they had filmed like every like you know I'm a big 49ers fan there's like tapes of Bill Walsh going right. over plays <laughs> right. and like designing plays and stuff uh-huh. like that. And like to this day, coaches just like watch it and like right. watch him. Like that, that would be like my thing for, yeah. <laughs> for writing. Just I just want to watch David Milch like craft words. And from what I understand mm-hmm. with shows like Deadwood and like Mad Men with Matt Weiner or Weiner, how do you say it? Um, and uh, those kind of auteur TV shows that the showrunner basically does write all the scripts on some level but then you know the the underwriters get credits at times for you know what they contributed most to or whatever so i'm sure milch went through everything on every episode but that's what it just jumped out me like oh this one's actually credited just to milch so yeah like, you know mm-hmm. which, which you know like he probably didn't take a lot of input from other writers when it's just his script or whatever. yeah yeah and what... you can kind of see it in this one of just especially when well, i get to the ending but like that the ending note that voiceover, yeah, that, it's 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 out of character for the show in a way, but it's just so great. If you ask me, mm-hmm. we'll get to that later. But yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. So Seth is uh, walking up to confront Al. And Charlie's like, "Hey, what? Like, what, where are you going?" And he's like, <laughs> "The gem." And Charlie's like, "Well, let me just let me just you know come with you and back you up." And Seth is just like, "No, this is personal." He's like. <laughs> Well, Al's going to have all those guys in <laughs> right. his place backing him up. Like, just let me follow you. And that's when he sees the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, the prize in it. <laughs> so, hey, does that meat got a prize in it? <laughs> <laughs> and Seth's just like, 
It, it's just so funny because it's just like this fucking guy. Yeah. Like everything else today. And, and it really, it, like, even, even watching it just a couple hours ago when I watched it Sunday night, also, like, I was like, he's going to shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> gonna be t- I was, oh, no, no. He actually goes easy on him because he's saving it up for, yeah. for what's yeah. later. Yeah. And, and, you know, t- this is where, you know, he tells him, like, you were told to keep a respectable interval, like 25 paces. <laughs> like, takes him and walks the paces yeah. with him. Like, one, like, count two, with three. me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but like, yeah, the guy's like, look, they're, they're everywhere now. They're like, there's nowhere I can go that I'm 25 bases away. <laughs> um, uh, oh, we go to the Bell Union balcony and Joni tells Cy that they're looking at the stagecoach coming from Bismarck and Cy, this is the best mood size in the whole episode and he's still a fucking creep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we feel a tingle at the bottom of my balls. That's it. It's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> And, and just, I guess he was just something about that shot on the balcony too, where like he meet like they're just the, the it's Joni and what's her other name Lila Lila mm-hmm. they're just like you know oh, stagecoach come or watch it and then he shows up and then they're like oh god you know and they gotta like both like you know <laughs> flank him and you know hang off of his shoulders and stoke his ego and everything and it's yeah it's just so gross and creepy and, <laughs> and Joni's having to like like lay her head on his shoulder right, right? and yeah. she knows what that yeah. stagecoach has and he's like let me talk about my balls. I like. I was really confused because he just seems so like aggressive, but maybe yeah. that's just Powers Booth, like just mm-hmm. being like, "Is it President Hayes? Is it a juggler? <laughs> <laughs> Magic man? Like, <laughs> God!" Well, he's, he's like the mirror. We'll get into this with a later scene of the TV. He's he's such a mirror image of Swearingen, not mirror like like reverse image, like a negative where, image. Yeah, a negative image where he's 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 you know Swearingen, obviously. It's a lot of character flaws and everything, but there's a charisma and an energy and still a humanity where size is dead inside. You know? Yeah. He's <laughs> and, a sociopath. And, yeah. And he just, he, yeah. And, but and he's, he's still just this child at the same time that, but, you know, has all the power and wields it over everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, where Swearingen, you know, he wields power over everybody, but there's still some kind of code and best interests of the camp sort of thing where yeah, yeah. Psy, it's just, it's just all about him. Entirely, mm-hmm. entire time, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and again, it's it's Powers Booth's just so committed <laughs> to that because you know? I can just imagine on the sets, you know, it must be like, man, I, I want to get some of that swearing and energy in my character. Like, I want people to love me like swearing, and he's just like, no, I'm going to be so fucking reprehensible. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it, yeah. Um, and it only goes downhill from here. Uh, we're back in the stagecoach where they look where they're looking at is where uh, William farts. <laughs> and another <laughs> fart joke. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. farting in this. Up, yeah. uh, in this Duty versus episode. desire. <laughs> <laughs> I could hold it, but I should hold it. But I really need to do this. <laughs> Air seems fixed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like how they all immediately know he did it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, William points out a man that's like painting for Golden the Creek. Uh, and he's like, oh, well, you won't see Mr. Bullock doing that. He's, uh, you know, they kind of, they kind of just like, uh, I'll point out, uh, he lists off that, like, oh, he's the sheriff and, and all that. But then we get an <laughs> intro of everyone's favorite character. <laughs> Stage Coast roars past. A yeah. passed out, <laughs> passed out Calamity Jane, who just pops up to shout <laughs> "cocksuckers," <laughs> uh, 
at the cut. This, this is very like ostentatious, like <laughs> yeah. introduction. Like, hey, look who's back! Yeah. <laughs> and then but, we never see her the rest of the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just love like Milch's like. Uh, what's what's the actress's name? I should know it. But, uh, Robin Weigert? Robin, yeah, yeah, Robin Weigert. He's like, Robin, you're going to have a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just need you for about, for about an hour when the light's right. Just do this. And then you're yeah. done, 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 for the next, done, done for the next 25 days because it's going to be a bear to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So back at the gym, Seth has strode in manfully and, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Trixie sees that and she like runs off uh, to the hardware store she's like oh fuck yeah she, this this motherfucker uh, Dan says hey Bullock <laughs> and uh, Seth has to ask if he has to watch his back against him and Dan's like no we're supposed to stay out of it like, Charlie get, comes into the bar and, like, walks up to the bar, and that's when they all kind of, like, start to flank in a mm-hmm. position to mm-hmm. be like, all right, let's, uh, <laughs> we got him triangulated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back at the hardware store, Trixie tells Saul that uh, he better go help or else Seth's going to get gutted. And Saul grabs this little <laughs> yeah. derringer, the tiniest gun in the town. <laughs> Johnny calls it a pistol purse, yeah. uh, purse pistol. Purse pistol. Yeah, and I was just like, "What are you?" Okay, all right. Uh, we're back in Al's office, and Bullock comes in. Al's at his uh, piss pot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his line. <laughs> Age impedes my stream. No fucking fear of you. <laughs> uh, but before they start all that, uh, Al wants to know, like, look, before we get into all this, is Alma, like, gonna invest it all in Deadwood, or is she just gonna, like, ship it all off to Denver, like, take all this money and move it out of the camp? Mm-hmm. And stuff like is not working at this level right now. He's, no, he is just like, you apologize right now. He for is, your yeah. He is pure, like, oh, we're going to fucking fight right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, and Al's like, look, we got. And Al, like, tries to bring into. Remember, we're like partners here in this. Like, we're rowing in the same direction, mm-hmm. trying to get this camp on good footing. Like, we've got these uh, cocksuckers in Yankton carving us up and putting these commissioners in charge and have been here. Like, we need some money in camp and we need to get more you know people rich <laughs> that can fight back against these these uh the politicians just wanting to like put their snouts in our trough or whatever yeah yeah uh but <laughs> there's a lines like uh he's he's asking him like is she gonna ship it all out like or with you at her ear among other points of entry (laughs) (laughs) he also just can't fucking help himself (laughs) well it's like this moment in there too though where he it seems like dawn's and it's not in dialogue really i mean i guess maybe the final line a little bit as a jab but there's just something in that crosses mcshane's face that seems like he's like Oh shit! Like you, you actually care about her. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. You know, and and then and again, it's that thing of you know, swear just talk about the good of the town yeah. and let's make some money and everything like that. And he's like, oh fuck, this guy's, you know, again, he's just thinking about himself and you know, <laughs> st- you know, instead of duty and all that. And mm-hmm. and it's just that, um, that little turn. That's just this nice little extra thing that, it, it, at that point, you know, you realize like it's just you know, Swearingen 
he thinks it reads people really well, but he still hasn't been reading the situation exactly right. Because yeah. that's where he starts to even back off on the fight a little bit. Mm-hmm. He yeah, says somebody he, like, or I could profess in another way. Yeah. Like well, there is a real, like, well, first of all, real quick. Yeah. Like, I thought it was interesting. He tells <clears throat> Seth that, like, look, I'm doing my part, but there's some angles that I'm not an expert at, and I yeah. don't know how yeah, to yeah, handle yeah, yeah, yeah. And I need you to help me out with it, which is, I thought, really interesting. Right. And plays into how Al is not in complete control anymore, mm-hmm, though right. he used to, he used to be just, like, the god of the entire camp and mm-hmm. anything he wanted, he got done. But now he's like telling Seth, like, look, I need your help here. And he says, like, if only you would sheath your prick long enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably too far. I, I don't, there might be something in between. There's a part where Seth goes, shut up, you son of a bitch. Right, yeah. He's got that great line where he's just like, the world abounds in cunts of every kind, including right. hers. Right, <laughs> yeah. We're getting ass fucked, carved into counties. With not one fucking commissioner coming from the hills. How do you have this information? From the governor himself in a pricey little personal note. They want to make us a trough for Yankton snouts and them hoople heads out there. They need buttressing against going over to those cocksuckers. Now, I can handle my areas, but there's dimensions and fucking angles I'm not expert at. You would be if you'd sheathe your prick long enough. Shut up. And resume being the upright pain in the balls that graced us all that summer. Shut up, you son of a bitch. Jesus Christ. Bullock. The world abounds in cunt of every kind, including hers. So that's when they start to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few comments about this. Uh, Alan Sepinwall in his write-up says uh, the two men get unspeakably violent with each other, not over money or the life of Almond or Sophia, but because Al's mad at Governor Pennington and Seth is mad at himself uh, for living a lie and mm. because the other man makes convenient willing punching bag. Like, these right. guys are both handling... Seth isn't <laughs> under too much stress yet because Martha and William haven't showed up and that just makes everything worse, but I think Seth knows that what he's doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and knows somewhere that it's not going to be able to last. Right. And Al, as we've said, like he's got this physical condition that's bugging him, plus he's dealing with all this bullshit over Yankton that he's just not <laughs> willing to put up with, and it just explodes into, you know. And plus just there's all this holdover tension from, you know, the very first time these two guys cross paths. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, so, you know, get a room already, you know. Fuck already, or or you know, start beating the crap at each other already. You know, so that yeah, it's kind of like clearing the slate for the rest of the series, really. Of like, okay, they've, they've got to come to blows to get this off their chests before they can do anything else. That's yeah. funny you bring that up because it's like, yeah, it, it's kind of the second time Seth has done that this episode. Uh-huh. Like the first times with Alma, where they're just let's go through this business right, and there's right, a big yeah. passionate like sex scene. Right now he's yeah. having another big passionate <laughs> fight scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I love when they finally like come to blows. Mm-hmm. Just that cutaway where you can't. It's it's not shot like a normal view where you know like fists up and they start punching mm-hmm. around, but like they just start grappling with yeah. each other. Yeah, like, yeah. And you can't like for a second you can't tell who's who. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's not a you know. I mean, it is still badass, but it's not badass <laughs> in the way it's usually filmed. You know? yeah. yeah, it's not. Uh, and of course, like, and they go over the balcony. And... Like mm-hmm. it's not like one of the sides go over the balcony. They're just so tearing at each other; they don't even see the railing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. Um, and going to that's interesting that you say it's like you can't really tell them apart because in David Milch's book that he wrote, the stories mm-hmm. 
of the Black Hills. He talks about how this fight became because they were necessarily part of the same soul. Mm. Uh, he said Freud read about the narcissism of minor differences. I'm just going to quote from here on out, saying that the most violent antagonisms are between peoples or individuals who feel a need to differentiate themselves mm. because they feel so similar and they are so comfortable. I'm sorry. <laughs> and they are so uncomfortable in that felt sim- similarity. Mm-hmm. When Swerdin says she's your prick about Bullock's destructive involvement with Alma, Bullock has to hit him because it is his own soul speaking to him in the form of this grotesque little man. Mm. Uh, Bullock doesn't want to believe that his soul can be housed in that. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, and it it goes back to the bubbling up rage of Bullock knowing what he's doing, mm-hmm. and it's not right. Uh, and like we were saying earlier, with these people like Al and Sai and Alma are sort of, <coughs> and Seth also, but Seth is also on the ground. But these are kind of the gods of the camp. Uh, but Seth is kind of like the ground god because he mixes with um, the Hoopleheads or mm-hmm. whatever. And he kind of drags Al down from his post. Yeah. Yep. it ma- He makes him mortal. And as much as we already seen, you know, he's, you know, kind of going blind. He's feeling this, you know, thing in his body that's hurting him. This really like he gets fucked up so bad that <laughs> it really turns him into a mortal and it fucks him up for the rest of like a half season yeah, yeah. almost you know but yeah so Sai sees them fighting in the ground and he kind of <laughs> mentions it like it'd be good luck for me if both of them ended up dead yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh dan runs out and uh smashes seth in the back of the head with his rifle butt mm-hmm. and uh, he looks like it's like I love Dan, you know. Like I mean, you yeah. know, he's this murderous guy. Like you know where he stands at all times, and, mm-hmm. and he's so enraged that, that someone's coming after Dad. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I, just, I thought that was it's this great line reading that you know it's badass, but there's still this vulnerability to it. You know, yeah, he's he's very much a little kid <clears throat> yeah. in this. Uh, that's when uh, the stagecoach pulls up with Martha and William. Saul and Charlie, oh god, <laughs> this part was so like I, you know, I've seen this show before, but I saw him. I was like, oh no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was rough, man. It was like you know the fog of war, I guess, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I even like paused it at certain points, and it just happened to be at a point where like Seth is or Saul is walking out, mm-hmm. and you see him just kind of like wide eyed, like what's going on? And Johnny's yeah. just like panicked, right. turning. <laughs> it's really scary, yeah. like. It's, I mean, it's great, especially in a. I just thought HBO did so well, at least back then for me, and, and it, it's just hard for to keep up the novelty of this. I mean, maybe they're still doing it, but we're just used to it. But you know, where in the first episode, before it's even over, there's these moments where you feel like anything could happen. You know? Yeah, and, yeah, and and you know, even though nothing permanent happens there, just that air of danger in that yeah. moment is just so well done. You know, yeah, yeah. To watch Saul and Charlie like get shot right, is. Yeah. Really like disturbing to me, right? And I mean, and it fits with the, I mean, the themes of the show and everything too. Just how you know, because basically by the end of season one, everybody's not loving each other, and you know, and you know, ready to you know um, unite on all fronts. But sort of alliances have been formed, and then like just all it takes is two guys grappling with each <laughs> other, and it could all go to shit. Yeah, you yeah, know, like very quickly. 
um, and, and just setting that up again, the fragility of this, the civilization. That's really great. And the whole camp is there. We yeah, see Everest, shots yeah, of yeah, like American right. EB right, walking yeah. up. It affects everyone. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, Johnny wheels on him, shoots him. Uh, Charlie's coming up behind him, and Johnny shoots him on the side of the face. Al gets up, and he has a knife, matter of fact. <laughs> And he goes like, and even yells. He's like, "I have a knife." <laughs> he's got that great bit too. He's like, "It come to me now." <laughs> it's so theatrical, you yeah. Know? Like he knows again. He knows he's 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 not on the balcony, you know, like you know, center stage, but he still knows. Like I got an audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. You know, and, and it, it kind of shocked me. Like he was ready to kill Seth. Yeah, yeah. Like, which was I was kind of like, "Whoa, gosh, yeah. damn!" He was ready to kill him. Uh, but he sees William looking, and they, they kind of cow-eyed. Yeah, yeah the cow-eyed <laughs> boy in the coach, and he has great line. Yeah, welcome to fucking dead. <laughs> Can't be combated. <laughs> and, and the great little touch in McShay's performance is because again, that can be this funny badass thing. And then as soon as he turns away, he's like, "Oh fuck my head!" <laughs> I, I was looking at it. He goes to, I think he goes to punch Seth and misses. <laughs> <laughs> and it hurt. He like yeah. whiffs on, goes, yeah. ah, fuck. <laughs> he just falls over. And then they, they wander inside, and Martha kind of goes up and says hello to Seth. I think Al's walking in. It's like, it's like, oh, yeah. Line yeah. about Saul, which I, I don't. Oh, like, yeah. wait, we have a penny under the Jew's nose. <laughs> There's breath in him. He'll come right around. And, and again, it's just like, he's still aware of, like, I got an audience. So let me just throw some casual racism out to get, you know, the people back on my side or whatever. Just, you know, it, it, you know he's clearly like delirious, but he still is thinking in those terms, you know. He's yeah. barely keeping it together. Right. And yeah. I wouldn't laugh if I didn't know that it wasn't like. He doesn't hate Saul. He doesn't right, like, yeah. hate him for being. He's just like, well, it's just oh, the most that's... random thing. He could be like, yeah, yeah, fuck you, Bullock, or something like that. It's just like, oh, let me pick on that guy. Canadian, pour some maple syrup on him. It'll, yeah. <laughs> it helps him heal faster. I don't know. Uh, uh, so Martha says hello to Seth. It's just like, could you please take their belongings to the yonder house and then yeah. proceeds to pass out? Yeah, uh, Charlie. I think that's the first mention of the house, right? Uh, he, he there's there's a plot line about him buying the land from Hostetler. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. right in the first yeah. season, but this is we the never first, see it being yeah. built. Yeah, and, and that's uh, that's just like the, the writer in me. I mean, that, that's just always like good writing to me. Is where it's like you don't need to mention it until it's a part of the scene in the moment. Like mm-hmm. instead of this like. You know, well, Saul, I've been tired of building this house for so long, and you know, <laughs> you know that. And it's just, it's just, you know, we don't need that information until we need it. You know, yeah, yeah. it's just so mm-hmm. efficient. Yeah. There's great, like, I just love when <clears throat> I just get presented with something. Like, you don't need to like fill in the backstory of right. what came to me, <laughs> right, or yeah. just be like, remember how we did that? It's like, just do it. Like, right. I, I filled in the blanks with the Charlie's deputy. Like, I, I don't need to know why he decided to, right. or I'm right. assuming yeah. Yeah. Like, just, it happened. Whatever. Uh, Cy sees Maddie get out of the coach, and he's, you know, putting two, two together. Like, isn't that your fancy whore friend? And that's going to be bad. Uh... And then we go to the Bell Union in Cy's office, and he is pissed off that Joni has already set up her own place. So Joni's, like, bought the place, she's got it all ready to go, and she's been doing all of this kind of in quiet. Yeah, he's telling Maddie, like, I'm just, 
said I didn't have any warning. And you Which Sai's been like advocating for this all last season. <laughs> yeah. And I was just being a complete shit mm-hmm. asshole about it. I, I think maybe he just thought she never could afford right, it, I guess. Right, yeah. Because he's wondering how she got money and all that. But like, and also he's, he's, I love watching this two women. It's like, we just have to like get through yeah, this. Yeah. And then after today, we're free. Right. Like, and it's pushed just, even further on the balcony scene later of just, it's, it's really so ugly, but fascinating. Just, yeah, how, like, how much you just realize these women have to just, like, yeah, get through this fucking episode with this guy, <laughs> you know, and indulge him. <laughs> and it, it's, it's funny too, just watch, like, there's some great bit in that scene where, uh, I think it's after, um, can't remember. what's her name? Maddie is that her name? Maddie is a, Maddie. Yeah. Uh, Alice Krieg, I think is her name. Or the Boring Queen. Yeah, yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you know, she's all composed and not rattled by anything. Like yeah. she's a pro, you know. And and there's even that bit where he says like, you know, you can go suck some cock and you know, it's, it's my treat or whatever. And and, and she's like, are you even blind or whatever? And it even sighs like, holy fuck! You're like, she's like, <laughs> like I can't get to her at anything. You That's know? pretty good. Yeah. What and, a pistol! Like, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> but Joni's Joni's not that lovely. I mean, you know, she's that's part of what she's looking for is this tutelage and. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, there's that bit where Cy, once he's alone with her, he's, he's like, "Oh, Jody, your little smile and all that." And she's not smiling. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but he, yeah. you know, but she's just kind of like, "Yeah, okay, I'll just whatever you need, uh, I will do." Because I'm trying to get out of here, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's this real kind of like paralysis, you know, that just like I'll just again just be on the receiving end of all this abuse, you know. Yeah, just weather this yeah. wave. Right. And we, yeah. We'll be okay. Right. Yeah. And there's, you know, he asked Matt, he's like, can I have a moment alone? And he goes, I mean, an 18 year relationship between me and Joni, just one moment alone. It's like, yeah, right. An yeah. 18 year relationship, like right. you owned this woman yeah. and pimped her. Like, right. I understand that there's a certain understanding of what their relationship is, but it's like, well, and he introduces man. that 18 year timeline by being like, you know, like, uh, you know, how long have you been giving me money, for, you know, fuck money for jewelry or whatever? Yeah, and she's yeah. like, since I was 14 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. yeah. So he's already, he's introducing his power thing over her already. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that detail of just, you know, knocking those boxes at both women the whole time. Those, those yeah. Packages. yeah. They're just bouncing off of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And they never react eye. to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go back to the gym and Al's getting bandaged up. <laughs> <laughs> he is looking rough, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dane is bitching about Adams, you know, holding him back from shooting Bullock. And uh, Johnny, meanwhile, is feeling really bad about shooting Saul. Yeah. He's like, what was he thinking? Coming yeah. out with me that little purse pistol. <laughs> <laughs> uh um, and then they say, you know, like Al, about Al, they're like, uh, why is Al trying to like trust Adams and all that? And he's like, uh, Al's going to be, oh, he was, they said, what was this fight about? And he said he was calling Bullock to the fold and he was like, oh yeah, well, he ain't part of the flock. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan makes a point like he's going to be calling a bunch of folk to the yeah. fold that ain't like that he can't trust like us like yeah. daggers at Adams right, right. <laughs> like uh, we're joining America yeah that's a great line it's <laughs> full it's full of lying thieving cocksuckers you can't trust at all <laughs> and I love Adams just like in the <laughs> foreground like he's yeah. blurred out but you can tell that he's just sitting there like <sighs> I'll beat this shit man whatever 
Uh, it cuts back to the to size office. I love like this made me laugh out loud. It just opens with him yelling at her. You'll get no argument from me. <laughs> <laughs> love, yeah, and, and um, but he's like, "Where'd you?" This is where he grills her about like, "Where'd you get that money?" Mm-hmm. He kind of offhand he mentions that you know your daddy sold me. Uh, sold you to me for six and a half bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I know inflation and, uh, you know, whatever, but like, God, that's <laughs> rough, man. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, she says like how Eddie gave me the money and this is a way to get the past the point that like Ricky Jay's gone and mm-hmm. not part of the show. It's like Eddie ran away and he knew that Eddie had been stealing from him. And I was really surprised that Cy didn't kill her. <laughs> like, yeah. Over like, yeah, he gave me a money that he stole from you and that's how I bought it. Mm-hmm. But I guess like Sai does in as much as Sai can have any feelings for another human, he mm-hmm. has those for Joni. Uh, so he can't, you know, like kill her. And, uh, he's just like, he is as mad as he possibly can be right now, mm-hmm. but he can't like, he's like, I feel like a little boy. I feel like skipping. Like <laughs> it's like not convincing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And there's uh, so much of him where it's just like, "Fuck it, doesn't doesn't bother me. Doesn't make me at all." But yeah, but it's like, yeah. You'll get no argument from me, but he's just clearly like, <laughs> I'm not even mad. I'm laughing about it right now. Yeah, there's this weird. I mean, even as just reptilian as he is, and everything like that, you can see this hurt little boy. You know, mm-hmm. the whole time. I don't know how Powers Boost is able to get that across, but. Because you know, yeah. that's not really in the dialogue, you know. But I'm sure that they talked it out with the director and Milch and stuff, and just how to get that stuff across. But uh, the next scene is in the hardware store. Where everyone's kind of like being is everyone's in triage, <laughs> and <laughs> Seth is slowly coming to, and it's this like wavy, like overexposed, POV. Yeah. yeah, POV, and, and William kind of like waves to him, and this is basically Seth's first conversation with William other than saying hello William <laughs> very well behaved young boy uh, so he tells him like look I, I that was personal between me and the man that's why I don't have my gun and badge uh, but I'll get it back blah 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 Saul uh, is having the time of his life uh, getting his load on so that <laughs> so that uh, Doc can dig in there and get mm-hmm. the bullet out. Is this the first we've seen a Doc in the episode too? Yeah, I like how, again they just bring him in like there's no like oh it's Doc from you know where you been or how things you know, it's just like yeah he's just like there. if you came to the show cold you wouldn't know how much there is to this character right yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> Yeah, because, um, yeah, at the, the end of the fight, they go, oh, go fetch Doc from Whitewood. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then <laughs> Richardson is kind of, like, leaning in to see <laughs> the food, and E.B. kicks him in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back of the gem, Jewel brings down Seth's gun and badge, and he's like, oh, I found them tending to your piss pot. <laughs> and Al is like, is that, a j- is that a fucking joke? You making fun of me? <laughs> She's like, what? No. <laughs> so Al is like still like so sensitive about this urination problem, which is understandable for a man back then. Uh, he makes that comment that I was kind of wondering about when he's like, how about that fucking duck, huh? <laughs> Sing to the respectable types, leaving us the ones that pay him regular. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not completely on Doc's side on this one. <laughs> he's, uh, I mean, I understand it does that, but you're kind of... Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I guess the sheriff, you want to take care of him, so... Yeah. Uh, 
Johnny, you know, EB's there reporting back to them. Johnny's like, how are Saul and Charlie? And Al says, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and uh, so he pumps EB for information on Seth. Like, how's mm-hmm. Seth doing? And EB has some really great ass kissing. Like, <laughs> no clarity to his thoughts. As I could say in other combatants. <laughs> That's when Al does his... <laughs> Awesome EB impression. (laughs) Not particularly great, but hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It feels a little dubbed in, but it's like I'll I'll still take it. He he does that on the commentary tracks too. Like he he makes fun of (laughs) William Sanderson. (laughs) They kind of that takes a lot of restraint to only do it there and never bring that back in the rest of the series. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then EB's only response is. I'll go, t- I'll go see the new horse. <laughs> I'll go suss out that new yeah. trim. <laughs> yeah, he'll suss out that new trim. Before I add, earn some added rebuke. Yeah. Uh, yeah those I- kinds of scenes, too, it's like you could tell McShane's just having a blast, you know, mm-hmm. like doing these different colors of, of Swearingen. You know, <laughs> yeah, just, he uh, really runs the gamut. Yeah. A little bit after that, Adams comes over and tries to calm Dan down. He's like, Look, I'm not your enemy, dude. Like, I don't know why you're so mad. And Dad, uh, Dan does it hilarious. Like, look, most of the times when someone does that to me, like, it's the last fucking thing you do. Yeah. It's like, you've had your one out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. basically like, look, I came here to chew gum and kick yeah, ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan, Dan's been sitting on this line for a while. Yeah. yeah. Like, when Adam's been going back and forth to yeah. Yankton, he's like, I gotta, get, I, gotta, I gotta have a good line to give him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how, what, what's the fraction of 20? Is that a good one? It's one out of... No, five isn't enough. <laughs> you got your one. No, you got your 19. That's what he says. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we have a close-up of Val's face, as he said, like that cow-eyed kid looking at me from the stage. That's what unmanned me, mm-hmm. which is very telling about Al. Well, it's a great line, too. Just the... you know He wants to kill Bullock and... He doesn't, and he's unmanned, you know, where, like, he's mm-hmm. losing his, literally his masculinity, you know, by not doing what he wants, you know. And, again, this is these fucked up priorities. Like, mm-hmm. everyone has these, like, we were talking before about Bullock. What what, what was it uh, Alma says to him? Dereliction of duty. Yeah. It's the... <laughs> one true way yeah, to happiness. It's, it's the one way to happiness. And, you know, he's like, no, no, sticking to duty is one way to happiness. And then Swearing just got his own turn on it, which is... You know, like, no, like, not do what I want makes me not a man. Well, that's a really good point. (laughs) Uh, We're in Alma's room now, and she's, like, hurriedly putting together a welcome basket from Arthur and William. (laughs) And she's, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, it's like, I don't know why you're worried. You shouldn't be worried. Don't be worried. Mm -hmm. Why are you worried? And she's like, Seth couldn't have known they were coming. Like... He, he, you know, right. he would have told me, surely. Like, he would. There's a great little part. Alma says, like, and for her to come up on us like this and see him injured in the thoroughfare, who knows how seriously. Right. Where she's like, I, this, I don't know how, if he's going to be okay. Right. Like, she doesn't, like, she saw him walk away. And, and like, Miss Isringhausen is like, well, good thing he seemed to be coming back around as he left. Mm. And she. <laughs> Very almaly <laughs> says to her, like, I didn't realize medicine was among your expertise. <laughs> and this she remembers really... her station of just like, Hey, like, I'm way above you and I get to say what I want. Yeah, there's a great Sarah Paulson does a really great job to just stare and be like, It's not 
not in my expertise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and we, the more we learn about Miss Sissinghausen, right? We know that it takes a lot of restraint for her not to be like, right, yeah, fuck you, bitch, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Sophia's putting a little ribbon on her candy for her to give to William, which is very cute. Uh, and Ellsworth comes up and he's walking her down uh, to the hardware store, and he's kind of like, uh, I don't, I don't know if we, I don't know, this is the best time to be doing this uh right. you know maybe any other time and alma has another great almost got a lot of really good lines in this double episode he says i've stopped believing i can dictate the terms of my opportunities mm-hmm. which fair play to you like that's <laughs> yeah. not wrong uh we're at the hardware store and saul says i'm sorry for throwing up <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I think they mentioned that he doesn't usually drink, I guess, mm-hmm. and hardly ever gets drunk. And this is very much like, you know. Well, I think they're giving him laudanum, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, it says something about, like, you know, if you did throw up, it, I'd question your habits or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, that's true. That's, if you hadn't, I'd suspect your previous habits. Right. <laughs> uh, that's when Alma walks in. And I love the look on Martha's face when Alma walks in. Right. She's just like. Are you fucking kidding me? This <laughs> woman is here. Also, Martha, we should uh, mention, is Anna Gunn. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. As everyone knows from Seinfeld, playing Jerry's <laughs> girlfriend on the episode The Glasses. Uh, no, she's uh, from Breaking Bad. She plays... Skylar. Skylar White. Thank you. Uh, the person that is a great litmus test for... If I'm going to hang out with anyone ever again, is how they feel about Skylar White. Uh, but yeah, she's here. Um, yeah, Molly Parker mentions in the commentary, in the. Ellen Seppenwall mentions it, that she's wearing this scarlet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like, it's only missing an A embroidery. Right. You know? I, I think it's, it might be the only time, other than. Yeah, I think it's the only time we've seen her not in black, you know, at yeah. least as far as uh-huh. public dress and everything. It really jumps out and, you know, and I think in a nice way, you know, just. Yeah, because it's, it's perfect. It's also just structurally this scene, because this is kind of the climax scene as far as where everything comes to a head. I, there might be a couple more scenes afterwards, and but it's it's kind of, this is the high point of tension. And it's, mm. it's not a fight. It's not about a murder or anything like that. It's just the. <laughs> incredible awkwardness that they just milk as much as they can here uh and it's also i mean when you're talking before about you know alma walking over and 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 her is is i don't have to say it's a sarah paulson's isringhausen isringhausen yeah Yeah. uh you know that little exchange them and stuff and it's it's easy to forget that how you know uh um alma how ensconced she is in that room yeah mm-hmm. and how she doesn't get to leave very much and and just you know she sees things so much from a distance and so when something happens she cares about <laughs> you know it, what must be right she because she really has no idea what's happened mm-hmm. you know and how bad off you might be mm-hmm. and and you know so this is like it takes something that momentous to get her to you know she's just like okay i'm gonna suck it up and i'm gonna go there and, and i've got my little 
guise of like, oh, I'm just being neighborly and I got my basket and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but everyone <laughs> sees oh, through it immediately. You know? it, yeah. And it's just so awkward. Yeah. But go ahead. <laughs> like, obviously, there's more to milk from that. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> just awkwardness. They walk in. Like, I love that Seth shoots a little look at Ellsworth. Like, yeah, what, the what the fuck? fuck? Mm-hmm. Ellsworth's just like, man, <laughs> I, just, I just work here. <laughs> uh, and they all, ex- like, I thought it was interesting. They all just exchange, how do you do? Yeah. How do you do? Mm-hmm. How do you, their answer yeah. to how do you do is how do you do? Yeah. It's just complete ceremony. Uh-huh. There's yeah. no, yeah. it's, yeah. it's all, oh, how do you do? This, this also ties back to kind of the idea of like alliances being formed. You just see everybody in there being like, don't say nothing, don't, don't right, say anything. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows. Everybody fuck. Everybody knows. And then, and then even Char- Charlie's even trying to help out. Yeah. And worse. Charlie <laughs> yeah. cements his position yeah. as the fucking best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You recall Mrs. Garrett from my letters? Yes. That's good luck you had right there. Because I carry the mail. And I'll admit today before lay people, we lose more letters than we deliver. <laughs> but it's all well, covering well, even, because... It, yeah, it's even because before it's, it's, it's Bullock is the one that starts that horrible thing. It's just like, you recall my letters. Oh, you yeah. recall... And you tell like he is not well versed at lying, you know. And, <laughs> no. Yeah, and it's, just, it, it's just so fucking it up, like making it worse. And, and yeah, but Charlie's like, "Oh, I better help out." And it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then they keep cutting to Jeffrey Jones, just kind of like holding a, a bonnet and a hat, just going, "Well, I'm just gonna yeah, he's just here. like I'm a statue." You know? oh. <laughs> <laughs> and not like the woodenness of Alma, like right. handing the basket right. over, like mm-hmm. here you yeah. go. It's like this. Well, doesn't have to be that bad. <laughs> is, is, isn't one of the first things she says to, um, I'm sorry, Anna Gunn, what's her character's name? Uh, Martha. Martha. Martha is one of the first things she says, yeah, um, you know, you can't, you can't, you discovered us in a distressing situation or something. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's basically a compromising position. You know, you could take it oh, as that. Yeah. Like she's talking yeah. about, you know, you came upon us in this distressing, it's something, it's not situation, but something like that. And, and again, it's like the fight, but you know, it's kind of like, oops, shouldn't have said that because now you're thinking about boning and things like that. <laughs> that could be what I'm talking about too. And clearly we're all thinking about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that mercifully. And she I'm wearing red. <laughs> you yeah. know? This was a, that was a mistake too. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. She's like, ow. But yeah, this mercifully comes to an end. Alma walking back is like he never talked about me in his letters, did he? Mm-hmm. And Ellsworth's like, we don't talk about what he writes to his wife. Like I don't, and also we don't need to be talking yeah. about it either. So that's that. Um, <laughs> Seth is walking back to the house with uh, Martha and William, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Seth is like desperately trying to dig himself out of the hole. He's like. Uh, uh, you you remember uh, what I wrote about her husband? You know, uh, see, remember her husband? She that's that's her that's from the husband. Yeah. I did write about her. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. And Martha is just like, all right, you don't need to repeat yourself about yeah. it. We're both tired. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I I was still like the second time I watched that. I mean, I'm sure you guys have a take on it, but like the second time I watched, it, I couldn't tell what she says. You don't need to repeat yourself. Is is she meaning? Yeah, I did see the letter, and like, and I, I and I do remember hearing that, but now I see something more to it. Or did 
he not ever uh, like they never really uh, i'm not sure i like, i think it's intentionally ambiguous yeah mm-hmm. i th- heard i think her literal meaning is yeah you did write that to me you don't need to repeat right, your, right. but mm-hmm. She's also saying like, "Shut up, stupid! Right. Just right. Shut the fuck right. up!" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm not buying this right. one bit, yeah. and we're just gonna have to agree upon this lie now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Bring so, it back home. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, and now we get to the Bell Union balcony, and <sighs> the most like, if that last scene wasn't uncomfortable enough, yeah. Like a lot of discomfort. Yeah. There's one of like this. Me and Harry, I texted Harry the screenshot of this <laughs> because it is the most flabbergasting line I think I've come across. Where like Maddie, they, they see Martha and William and Seth walking to the house, and mm-hmm. Maddie goes like, "Oh, the, we were uh, those that boy and that lady were uh, on the stagecoach with us," mm-hmm. and Sai <laughs> says. While the lady was traveling with you, her husband, the sheriff, right. was pickling his prick in the cunt brine of another. Right. <laughs> Boy, you know, if you have that sort of brain power and like uh, proficiency with language, like put it towards something else. <laughs> like, like I'll give it to you. That's a very evocative and mm-hmm. well put line. But Jesus Christ, yeah. cunt brine, right? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, David like, Milch is like, thank you. <laughs> I'll uh, take that Emmy now. Uh, but all the horse come out and they have a bottle of champagne and they're gonna toast to the Shazami, uh-huh. which I'm gonna be continually irritated hearing Kim Dickens say over the rest yeah. of the series. Shazami, uh, and he's still just like a full tilt of like it's a happy fucking day, like uh, really scary. And he offers one of the girls uh, as a gesture of friendship. Um, Maddie and Joan are just like they immediately see through it. Yeah, they're like, we don't, we got all the girls we need. And you don't need to do that. And he's like, don't be worried. He's like, if you don't take it off to like cut her, and yeah, he's like I'm not spying on you. I'm, I'm not trying to gut that. Like, okay, dude. Uh, and he said, like, I'm not a monkey in a zoo mm-hmm. throwing my shit after you. And they're already he, long gone. And he's yeah. Still just, yeah. yeah he's, he, he's also bringing up the point that like, uh, cause it's made with his stolen money that he's going to be expecting what? 60 cents on right. the first cents dollar. Right. dollar. Yeah. yeah. And again, they're just like, cut. okay, okay. Like, just like, just getting out of here. Yeah. And, and of course the, the, the other big awful moment in there is where he's got them all sticking their tongues out to toast and, oh, pour the bottom, and he's like, stick a fucking tongue out yeah. and grabbing that one girl. And yeah. just, yeah, yeah. It's full temper tantrum of like, Ugh, it's really ugly. I really didn't like watching and if, it. If I remember right in that scene too, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't recall any like ominous music playing or anything. It was, it's shot in this very yeah. kind of flat, still way that still mm-hmm. makes even more just sickening. Yeah. Yeah. Still daylight yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like magic hour. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just very matter of fact, right? And yeah, bad. Because I mean, there's moments of stylized violence in Deadwood, obviously, and stuff. But like, you know, like the fight going over the, the balcony, I think. But this one, it's just like, it's just so like just plain and ugly. Yeah, deeply disturbing. And then to top it all off, he has that line that's even worse than the cunt brine. Like, don't believe there's no good woman till you've oh, seen right. one with maggots in her eyes. Right. Yeah. God. Damn, like, it's really hard to, like, put up with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, we're done with that. <laughs> Size bad. Uh, the sun's going down. It'll come up later. 
<laughs> um, hmm. Seth takes him to the house that they built. Uh, he asks Martha, like, did you get my letter about the house? And she says, I did get that letter. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I kind of, did you just put emphasis on the word that? I did get that letter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, this was, I thought, really interesting from the AV Club. It's not, like, perfect, but it was a really interesting way where, like, they keep asking, like, may we go in? And Seth's like, I right. can't go in right now. Uh, this is what the AV Club said. They said, the end of this first episode echoes, in some ways, The Searchers. Oh, sure. Mm. Uh, Seth stopping just short outside the large house he's built his new family, unable to go inside it, both for practical concerns and for the simple fact that he is as much an outsider to his own family as he is to anything else. Like, now in The Searchers, it was a completely different point mm-hmm. of why mm-hmm. uh, John Wayne's character... I forget. Ethan. Ethan. Ethan yeah. can't go in. Like, he can never go in. Right. You know? And that's um, shot from within the house. Yeah. From mm. the door closing, we're here. We never, we don't go in with them. We stay with Seth. Yeah. Because we still haven't been in. We still haven't got a good look at that. That's another thing that's weird. A, a typical show would get this big master shot of this awesome mm-hmm. house because we yeah. see it later. Like, yeah. it's amazing. Like, yeah, and William it, says, that like, that splendid and, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but here we, we, we haven't gotten a look at that because he isn't there yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, we just stay kind of by the door and watch him walk away. Yeah. And it like fills up the frame too. We don't get like uh like an establishing yeah, exactly. shot. Master yeah, yeah. Shot or, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, you know, that that's obviously T V one oh one is give us the clear view of something. Yeah. Right. You know. But they're clearly saving it for him too. I mean the other thing just with that searcher saying that jumped out to me is because before, you know, because I can't remember what it was like the first time I saw it, but in subsequent viewings uh, until the last one, you know, when he's like, I can't go in there, uh, you know, I'm thinking like, cause he wants to go see Alma, of course, you know, but yeah. it's set up where she's like, Oh, you're going to get your gun. And he kind of plays it that way too. Of like, yeah, I'm going to again, do my duty and do, you know, I'm sheriff. So I can't come in here until I come back a man, but he's actually, and, and again, it's set up, you know, in the scenes with last scenes with Swearingen, it's all, uh, you know, like, you know, Bullock's coming back for his gun. We don't know what's going to happen when he does. So it's set up like that's going to be the end of the episode somehow. Yeah. And instead, it just bypasses that. And, you know, he's not even thinking about getting the... I mean, obviously, he's going to get it at some point. But right, yeah. what's more important to him is to go to Alma at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, you know, again, very... It's that great turn. It's so great in the show when, you know, doing the out-of-character thing makes the character more interesting instead of doing... Yeah. Because this is... Up to this moment, you wouldn't think of Bullet being capable of doing that, you know. Mm. Um, you know, so yeah, that's just something I really like. Mm. There's a lot of complexity in that one simple, just going up to a door. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not coming in. You know? There's really this. These two episodes show so many shades of so many different characters. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's this is a good show, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then of course the I guess you if, if unless there's other things to say the the letter. Yeah, get to that. he's reading the letter, and the way the next episode ends is kind of the same thing. Oh, okay. Like these are these are you know it's called a lie agreed upon, and this is kind of the biggest and most obvious lie of their whole relationship being like we're mm-hmm. husband and wife, mm-hmm. where it's like it's just to save her from destitution mm-hmm. and uh, embarrassment, and it's it's only out of like respect to my brother, and I don't mm-hmm. really love you, but. Now we're going to be a family, and mm-hmm. I call William my son right. when mm-hmm. we, you know, are, don't have any connection like that. Um, and his voice, you know, he's he's tell, he spends like 
70 percent of the letter talking about like i used yeah. wood of pine right. for right. the floor yeah. be yeah. and that's how like intimate their relationship is yeah yeah but there's still something to me so beautiful about the scene of what i mean we're well first it's great <clears throat> again we're like it's the show's kind of flexing his muscle in some new ways because we haven't had a voiceover at all i think in the whole show if i remember right i don't think so so it's just kind of this so it's kind of jarring in a way mm-hmm. but and and it's it's read in a very flat way you know which mm-hmm. I, again, I think it's intentional in all of its performance uh but uh yeah and it's all the stuff like you know i've waited for the the best seasoned pine and the the joists mm-hmm. are made of i can't remember the exact line but yeah <laughs> it's just all these technical terms and but it's like you know he's 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 straining to somehow put meaning on something that it's he still doesn't know if he can or not and he's just it's a strain you hear in it you know yeah and and of course the whole time he's thinking this you know he's walking towards the woman you know he loves you know but in his head or in our heart you know our our hearing or whatever is is you know the house he's building for somebody else you know that she's not going to be a part of right yeah, yeah. it's just so again it's, it's just one of those damn you milch like how do you do this <laughs> magic you know like cause it's 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 just it should be very simple and nothing's there, but there's so much going on floating around in it. Uh, and also, of course, just it's such a contrast to, you know, when, you know, he can't, you know, actually lay down with Alma, you know, uh, mm-hmm. post-sex and he's sitting away from her, but he's open with her and talking about how his mind wanders and things like that. And and this, again, is like just the dutiful letter that he's trying to infuse with more meaning, but it's, it's just, you know, he's in a rock and a hard place. With yeah, him, you know? yeah. And it's all going back to light agreed upon. It's it's going back to I've built this home for you. I can't wait for you right. to see it. Like right. he, I think he even say, doesn't he even say there. does not want her to come. Like <laughs> yeah, the longer it takes, the better. And isn't and, there something where he says yeah yeah he he's it's it's weird how it, it's only mentioned just very brief a couple of times like that yeah that that they weren't expected <laughs> you know to yeah. show up there you know and, right and uh, um, but he when he says do you have that letter I think he says something like uh, that's what I have to say or. Or that, yeah, that's that what contains I mean. my thoughts. Oh, right, yeah. That contains my, my thoughts. thought, you know. And again, where it's like, because it is like the way it's filmed and everything like that. It's it's sort of like you know, wow, that's kind of beautiful, or this weird, you know, straight, you know, trying to you know show dedication and devotion. I mean, you know, it's like in the you know that Civil War documentary, the Ken Burns thing, where you read these letters mm-hmm. that are so ornate and, and specific in this almost poetic way. But you can also picture, and I'm sorry, I forgot her name, Margaret. Uh, Martha? Martha? Martha, Martha, when she reads letters, she's like, uh, what? <laughs> like, like, uh, I don't know is, what it is. Like, where's, where's the passion? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're telling me about wood. <laughs> you know? uh, so, yeah. But anyway, that is the end of actually part one. No, go ahead. The, the, I'm sorry because I just, I just, I'm fresh from this episode. But because yeah. we saw that final shot of Bullock going to her wordlessly, and and they go to the door. And it's this great little play on, you know, the final Godfather shot, you mm-hmm. know, we're in the doorway mm-hmm. and they just wordlessly embrace, but they're not in the room. They're outside the room. Yeah. And, I thought that was and interesting she, she pulls the door shut a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like to hide from Sophia, I guess what's happening. I guess that's my take. Yeah. Where, cause mm-hmm. it's, it's this thing where they hug and you could just fade on that. Yeah. But you see, she, even in the midst of that embrace, you see her reach and start pulling the door like so that to block the view from the inside. Yeah. And, yeah. and to me, that's just, again, this wonderful thing of, you know, like, again, they, you know, they can't just act. They have mm-hmm. to be thinking about, 
appearances and duty and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know? There's also that cool thing where, um, I didn't realize until you brought it up, but, um, you know, he is not able to go into the house he built. Yeah. And she's also not letting him come into right. yeah. like her, you know, right. hotel room. Huh. Yeah. So he's, 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 he's doesn't have, he doesn't belong anywhere. He's yeah. Right. Man without a country or, yeah. but what you get, it's just this weird. That's what's so great about Deadwood is where, you know, he's, you know, at least in the, the early marketing of that show, you know, it's like, you know, he's the cool sheriff, you mm-hmm. know, and he's clearly the main character and he's the best looking guy in the cast and all that sort of stuff. And, but yeah, he's the one that has the hardest time connecting in a lot of ways and, and yeah, and can't negotiate with people and has a lot of the more yeah. difficult. We're, we're swearing Jin, you know, for all his flaws, he has family. You know, yeah. He has right. connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he deals fairly well with people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's gonna, you know, and that, that's, that's this great sort of little reversal of, you know, the Western tropes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Go Deadwood. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, that is part one of A Light Agreed Upon, <laughs> the first, the very beginning of season two. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Aaron, for joining us. This was, this was fun. Great. Yeah, we, so I wish I saw the second episode to talk about it. <laughs> You'll have to watch some more and come yes. back. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, so thank you everyone for listening. Thanks to everyone that's subscribed already. Uh, if you haven't already go, sh- uh, be sure to go to iTunes rate review. And if you haven't subscribed already subscribe, like those things are going to help us out a whole lot. We have, a really good audience and the more you guys engage the more people are going to be able to see us um you can check us out on facebook we have a facebook page now just search unauthorized cinnamon i think the url is facebook.com slash or deadwood pot anyway no one's going to type in a <laughs> url uh we're on twitter the twitter is a lot of the same things you find on facebook just not quite as much uh we're at deadwood pot and just be sure to check us out at mockingbirdnetwork.com there's plenty more great podcasts there there's my other podcast throwing junk that's all about baseball we just added hands off parents there's the stacks which is a great weekly comedy show uh plenty of other really good ones um uh and we will see you next week Mocking Bird Network.